Hey everyone, welcome back to Take the L, We Don't Lose, We Learn, the podcast. I am your host, Michi Molina, and today I am gathered here with not only one, but two very special guests. So this is a special occasion because I've never had any guests on my podcast, so I want to welcome Brian De Leon and Victoria Castillo. What's up, boy? Hey. <laughs> and we're just getting together today to talk about God, tune into church, and discuss some of our future projects. So, what are we working on, guys? The conference next Sunday. <laughs> we're a little nervous, and we're just going to roll with it because this is not scripted. So we're just, like I said, we're gathered here, and we're going to vibe over God and our projects that God has put us in the same rooms together in the craziest ways. And this is actually what we were talking about before we hopped on is God is so good just the way that he maneuvers every single piece of our lives in our separate lives and how he brings us together as a collective I think it's amazing like I met Brian through someone and then I met Victoria through the same person but in different occasions so I think that that was just crazy how God created that opportunity for me and for them and then somehow we came together so and now we're all connected in this like little bubble yeah we're all connected and we're doing different projects together like i'm doing my financial education business with brian and then i'm doing some glorifying god stuff with victoria so yes, that's amazing probably. so why won't you tell us about that like what what got you started with that victoria the IgG or LGG right yeah I, I was so confused I no. think it's IgG was LGG so okay. at first I thought I did something wrong and then the other day someone was like no Instagram doesn't let anyone capitalize have you ever realized that your, your first letter your first letter yeah. yes so everyone's always like the IgG girls and mm -hmm. I'm like where are you guys getting that from I always but think of that because... song that I G G I R L. like that's literally what I think about yeah but yeah. it's like shout out to Instagram for doing that like it's not um but basically i wanted to have my own woman's group for about probably four years and i think i told you a little bit over this but i'll tell everybody else um but i always felt kind of how we talk about like undeserving and i felt like was i called enough or how would i speak to women or am i capable of speaking to women and then um, I kind of let the devil silence my voice. It wasn't until I prayed and rebuked and stopped him in all of his tracks um, that I was like, no, like you've had my tongue tied long enough. And when I started speaking and believing who I was and stepped into the fullness of who God said I was, I just like was on fire for the Lord and fire and fire and fire. And I did not want to shut up about him. And it's one of those things too, where like he changes your circle and your playmates and your playgrounds because it's like, I'm not having different, the same conversations that I used to have. Mm. And for me, like if God's not in our conversation, I don't want it. Mm. And honestly, if there's not enough of God in it, I don't want it because I'm never going to stop talking. Um, so my love for him just grew and he kept, it was kind of like how we all met, you know, like you guys knew each other, how y'all knew each other. Then I kind of met him, how I met him all through the same mutual person, yeah. but it was never like we all three were like, oh, let's, let's just connect. It happened on its own time. It's like a year in the works. Yeah. Just over time. I mean, it's God's timing. And, um, yeah. So basically, um, 
I ended up starting my woman's group because he was already placing women in my life. Like, you know, I do promo modeling and events and stuff like that. So it was kind of like when I was at influencer events, like girls would come up to me and they would tell me about something they were going through in their life. And it was like, wow, I just went through that or I just healed from that. Um, and I kept feeling like, okay, God. And it was like word vomit. I kind of told you this the other day too, of yeah. like sometimes when I'm talking to women, I don't even remember what I said because it was literally the Holy Spirit speaking through me um, to where they're like, oh my gosh, like I was meant to meet you today. And I'm like, yeah, and it's not coincidence. It's not magic, it's God. And so he was already just doing that every single day or every event. There was like a new woman that I felt called to bring to light, to shed who God was, to shed like what he's done for me and how I've gone through that. And so basically I started my woman's group, but I wanted it to be something um, and this isn't to bash any like churches that have community groups or small groups or young adults. But when I was in young adults, I had so many of my friends and just people around us that were like, wow, I wish we did this every week. Like I wish young adults wasn't once a month. I wish youth night wasn't once a month. And so when I was thinking of creating a women's group, I was like, yeah, like we do need more of this. We do need accountability. So I made it weekly. And then I made it not on a set day because what if Tuesday doesn't work for someone? So it's a different day every single week gives someone the opportunity to meet us once a month, hopefully four times a month, but it's like even twice a month. So we just gather together and we talk about God and we get into real life and it's just how it goes. But it's LGG, Let's Glorify God Girls. And it just comes from my favorite song, Let's Go Girls. I love that. I love that because I think that when I first started like getting into like going to church, I felt kind of lonely, you know, because like I mentioned to you before as well, my church has like a young adult group and like an adult group, but it's like high school, yeah. high school kids or like very like young adults, like 22, 23 and I'm almost 30. So for me, I was like, I don't want to go to like the older adults. Or, like, I'm not an adult. I'm That's not an adult, adult. I'm a teenager trapped in a 30-year-old body. Yeah. But um, I, I, felt, I felt that. Like I felt like I didn't really belong. And yes, then, that may be the enemy trying to discourage me from joining these groups. But when I saw that you had your LGG girl group, I was like, okay, look, I, I might want to get into this. And it felt more inclusive, you know? Mm -hmm. Because some people are really not ready to go to church, right. you know, or they have church hurt. Mm. And when they see a bunch of women come together as a community rather than to compete with one another, you start building those biblical friendships. And I actually just talked about that yesterday. That's like one of the Ten Commandments is do not covet, do not desire to have what someone else has yes. because it will lead you to a multitude of sins whether you be jealous or you like want to destroy their empire yes. or you talk bad about someone instead get together like your group and encourage support love one another and just spread the word because that's literally what love is is holding each other accountable yes. encouraging y'all to be disciplined to have those sacrifices that are going to lead you to fulfill god's purpose and, and it is church. Like one of the things that me and Victoria had said, talking about like her group, like uh, she had her vision board party at the beginning of the year. And it was like, well, no, this is church. Like what is church? Church isn't the building. Church, church is, is right. Like, and if yeah. you're getting into the Bible, it's like, well, it just says we're two or more gathered. Like I yeah. am there. So 
like for the vision port party, it's like there's 10, it's like, well, no, that's church. And even getting ready for that, that's kind of whenever the stuff about the conference started happening because of you were, you were kind of having these thoughts about, Derek, you were like, I feel like a preacher. That's what she said. And I will never forget it. It might've been the day of, cause you waited last second to, 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 to prepare for it. But you said- I don't I, do that all the time. <laughs> circumstances. But you said, <laughs> I feel like a preacher. And like my word to you was like, you're not like a preacher. You are a preacher. Look at what you're doing. You're not like pretending to be a preacher. You are preaching. Well, I like what she said because one, you were like, when we come together, we're community and not competition. Like that is literally our slogan. If you go to our bio, it says community over competition. And that's what I wanted to be because I think and I think me and Brian were talking about this the other day, but it's it's just so different for women to come together, whereas men. You know, I was kind of telling him like, if men are having an issue with each other, they're kind of like, okay, like they just kind of squash it, leave it alone. You know, men are just very, they go their separate ways. Yeah. Women, you know, unfortunately, like we can get catty. There's enviness, there's jealousy, there's um, just a lot of fakeness. You know, like women actually, we talk more. We like kind of go at it some more than more, most men do. Um, and so I really wanted it to be, because even, and that's the thing too, is like, I've been in community groups where girls are like, it's just so clicky. Mm. And that was something that I did not want my group to be. I wanted it to be like just a family. And even each, each week when new girls join, I want them to feel like they're at home. Not like, okay, these girls have been here for three months. Like I'm the new one. Like, you know, like we are all new. We're all here to serve God. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were sitting there. It's been on my heart for a long time. Like I, God speaks to me visually. He speaks to me through my dreams time and time again. And so I've just had so many dreams of me speaking to women and it's never in a million years would I want to do that. You know, <laughs> never in a million years was that my thought. Um, and it's, it's crazy because everything is just preparation. Like when I go back to like my modeling and like all my acting that I've done and all my commercials that I've done, it's like being in front of camera and getting used to people, like none of that is coincidental like this. And then being an influencer and sometimes like I get interviewed in front of people. And so like when people are like, oh, are you scared to talk? No. Right now when I think about it, I could psych myself out. But when I get there, am I nervous? No. But, and it's just preparation. Like I've been an influencer, but I want to be an influencer for the kingdom. And so, yeah, we were sitting at the vision board night and um, your friend came for the first time yeah. and she was super sweet. Um, and that night I put Sadie Robb on my vision board because she's a pastor, if you guys don't know. And she's like a traveling influencer as well, um, but for God. And I literally said, I want nothing else this month other than just traveling and speaking to year. women. Or this, this year. year. Yes. Yeah. Speaking to women. And um, it was crazy. I think I went home and we were on the phone or something. Mm -hmm. Me and Brian were on the phone. And um, I was telling him all about it. So long story short, my best friends and her plant her event planning era so shout out to Kayla shout and if out. you guys are listening and you need an event planner who's gonna kill it seal the deal we'll send you her info yes we'll link her down below we will link her <laughs> down below she doesn't this even know a, this is not an ad <laughs> we promise this isn't a paid partnership she's she got, that good she got volunteered right now um and Kayla when you listen don't come for us um, <laughs> but yeah and so 
basically, because I like to do themes. So for the women's group, uh, we had a Friendsgiving, but it was a little get together where we just prayed and thanked, said what we were thankful for, what we were grateful for, how God's changed our lives. And then, you know, we ate. And then for Christmas, we kind of had like a, not like an ugly Christmas sweater party, but you know, just like a little gathering and we had food and we did that. So my best friend was like, so if you're gonna do something for Galentine's, I would love to plan it because you know, I'm in this era. And I was like, okay, great. So I was already thinking, you know, usually we have like 10 girls, not everybody comes because we just kind of keep it in the little group meet. And um, I think I was at home and I was thinking about it. And the next day I called her and I said, great, we're gonna throw a conference. And she was like, no. <laughs> she was like, I wanted to um, do like a small Galentine's. I was like, no, we're going big. We're gonna go big or go home. And the whole point of that is like, not for me, you know, I don't want the attention. I want God to have the attention. And if we have an opportunity to where it's like on theme with like Galentine's and love, then why not get into like what really, what love really is and where love really comes from and how the true definition of love is God and found in Jesus. And so that leads us to why we're doing the conference. Yeah. I love that so much because I wish I had this reminder earlier in my life, like what really is love? Mm -hmm. And I know that me and Victoria have talked about this before. It's like the world has really tried to twist love into like, oh, I feel butterflies. I have chemistry with this person and it's very lust driven. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I recently watched this video that talked about how a lot of relationships, they start because of the aesthetics, like, oh, this woman looks beautiful next to me or like mm -hmm. this man looks good next to me. and like. I don't want that because beauty is going to fade external beauty fades mm -hmm. but internal beauty remains forever and that's exactly how god's love is like he longs for us he has so much love for us that we cannot even comprehend it and so when i started my journey following god it just completely transformed my life because of love like love really changes you i want to so what does love mean to you brian i want to know so i mean again through the journey finding God, finding my own relationship with God, finding my own relationship with my purpose and my path. Over the time, it's grew and it's changed. And I feel you, Michi, whenever you said that, like the world kind of, it's less dripped. And it's, you know, it's really just the devil disguising, doing what he does best, you know what I'm saying? He's a liar and he has lied to people that, and tells them that what they're feeling, the lust is actually the love. But I see, you know, with divorce being so high with you know, everybody having baby mama and baby daddy issues. It's like, well, all of these problems stem from the lust mm -hmm. that was covered as love. And there's only one way that I see that it is that, and it's because of the result. Because <laughs> love has a result and lust has a result too. Yeah. And if we're looking towards God for our love, you kind of get shown unconditional love. And if you are, in the word, reading the word, know the word, right? Like you don't have to like read the Bible every day. My belief, you know, you just have to have, what, we, what did we see yesterday in that service where he was like, um, have the scriptures written on your heart? Yeah. You know, like whenever you intake it, you... I actually just read that. Yeah, I'll, open, I'll just... open it up for you. Look, literally, literally it says, write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. It's yeah. in Deuteronomy yeah. chapter 6. Yeah. It's the greatest commandment is to fear God. Yeah. Yes. And, then, yeah. and that's exactly what uh, me and Victoria were listening to our service this Thank week. God. And it was, and it, and so for me, it is that. Like, that's what love is. And 
my definitions for everything in life after like I found my own relationship with God. It's like, but what does the word say? Like, what is the word? Like, forget what the world says. Like, what does the word say? So like, if the word has definitions for love, it's like, if it doesn't, if it's not kind, if it's not patient, if it's right. not, right? Like, then that's not love. Right. That just like that right says, there. that's not that. love. Those are the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And that's not to say either for anybody listening that like, you have to know the Bible. Like, it makes you a better Christian woman. It makes you a better Christian man. That's not why we know the Bible. That's not why we have it written on our doorposts and written in our hearts. You have it written in your mind and your heart because like that is the renewal and like when you're going through hard times it's like what is my father in heaven saying like not what the world says and so that's why scripture is so important because when you're struggling with anxiety you know you can run to philippians when you're struggling with, it literally mentions anxiety yeah like, it says, like there is scripture for every feeling that we're feeling and so that's it's like the bible is truly like that's the best first aid kit you could ever pick up and run with. Like, that is it. And so that leads us to why our conference is called... The Love That Never Fails, y'all. I have a question because this is like the purpose of my podcast is to share the L's that we take in life. And one of the L's is love and the other L is lessons learned. Mm. So mm. I wanted to reclaim the phrase take the L to something more positive. So people usually think take the L is like, oh, I, I'm going to take the loss. I'm just going to, you know, walk away with my head down. Charge it to the game. Yeah. And for me, I, I wanted to change that because that's actually how my life changed is like learning the things and implementing them into my life. Right. It's like me and Brian were in this business together and they always say implement at the speed of instruction. Mm -hmm. So as soon as you get the feedback, implement it into your life because yeah. Again, when you know the scripture, and this is why it's so important, you start reading the word and you're like, oh, okay, so in the word it says that if I want to be a fool, I'm going to reject this instruction. But if I want to be successful and be prosperous, I'm going to accept instruction. The wise will always seek instruction. Where was I going with this? You were talking about your, your the TTL, TTL changing, okay. change, changing yeah. it to less ADHD tendencies. Okay. <laughs> So I, my question is, what have y'all learned on this journey, just following God and allowing God to love you? Because sometimes we reject that love. What have you learned and what have you learned to love about yourself? So it's on me, both of y'all just gonna stay. Oh, I, I mean, it's <laughs> no, I feel like no, no, a little no. dose of Brian. Okay. Yeah, you need to come in first. Okay, say that. Come in hot Come in hot. Come in hot. Yeah, so what, what else have you taken? What lessons, what what do you love about yourself right. now that you have so, encountered so, God's love? So ever since like I found my own relationship with God, um, after going through like, you know, probably the hardest things that I ever went through, which was losing my daughter, you know, having to explain to my son while my daughter wasn't around. Uh, not that she she was just, I just couldn't see her. Uh, for like 84 days, I went without my daughter. Uh, during then, that's whenever I stopped drinking. That's whenever I stopped using drugs. That's whenever I really had to have like a, that's whenever I found my own relationship with God. And uh, I think it's a, I think it's a, a song by Jelly Roll and he talks about like when he met God and he's like, it wasn't in church. Like he talks about when he met God, like it was in a drug house. It was like with guns pulled on him. It was like after the situation where like, I could have been gone. Like I'm done. Like I got a daughter, like what am I really doing? And you know, I kind of had that uh, same type of moment, you know, like whenever, like I'm, I would say he met me and I met him. And I don't have a way to explain it other than it was like the feeling. 
it was the embrace. I so, shout out to my mom. She made me go to church. She forced me to go to church until I was like 13 and I was like, you can't physically make me go, so I'm not going. I have a lot of questions that this church is not answering. And when I ask you questions, your answers aren't making sense. And, you know, I think as kids, we innately reject what our parents put on us, you know? And it's good and bad and then bad and good, like all of it. So whenever I found my own relationship with God and I felt him, I was on the floor. I had been lying to myself, like, for my whole life. Who I was, what I was about, what I did, everything was, I was a huge fraud. And for the first time, like, and you know, this is one of the reasons why like working out is so important to me and, and it's like fitness and being healthy and making that like a, a, a staple in my life because the reason, so it's a little story. So the reason how I found, like God found me is like, I stopped drinking. I didn't know when I was going to see my daughter. I decided and committed that. I was like, look, that's not it for me. I know what I need to do. I grew up playing sports. I know what working out does. Like I know how practice and all that. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to go to the gym. I need to start working out at home. I was just lying to myself. But I woke up early one day and I was like, oh, 30 minutes, you know, push-ups, sit-ups, little this, little that. And I got down and I like tried to do push-ups. And in my head, what I told myself was like, oh, I'm good for like 30, easy, off top. And I was like, let's go. And I was at like 10, struggling. And I'm like, man, it's not like, I'm, I'm confused but it was the image in my head of who I thought I was versus who I actually was. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I'm like banging out pushups and I'm like 11 and I'm like 12. <clears throat> and like, I'm, at this point I'm crying. At this point I'm in like full, like snot coming out my nose and I'm like 13. And then when I went down for 14, I was pushing up. And I, and in my head I was like, man, you're either about to die or do this pushup. Cause like my brain, like my emotions, like, everything that I have been through, why I can't see my daughter, all the mistakes I made in my life, all the people I heard in my life, you know, the people that love me the most, you know, got it the worst, you know what I'm saying? My kids' mothers, my mom and dad, like everybody got like the worst of me that was the closest to me. And in that moment, I was trying to do the 14th push-up, and something broke. I don't know how else to explain it, but like I had this guard up and something broke. And like, I was crying like crazy, but then I was, I literally found myself like in the fetal position, hugging my knees on the side, crying, crying, crying. And uh, it's literally like what happened was like, I just yelled out cause I know, shout out to my mom, the verses, the church, everything, Bible studies, vacation Bible schools. Like yeah. my mom always told me like, hopefully, and my mom really like told me, like, hopefully, like, one day you'll see. Because, like, people make it out and they don't ever get to experience, like, the change that happens. But you have to make that decision. And I literally was on my apartment floor crying. And I was like, God, please help me. Like, I'm lost. Like, I need help. Like, I, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm hurt. I'm scared. Like, I'm anxious. Like, I'm, I'm sad. I can't see my daughter. Everything. And then once I let that go, and like I became vulnerable and I let everything out and I'm crying, I'm literally yelling this on the floor. And then I just, I cried probably, I don't know, five, 10, 15 minutes. I, I really have like no recollection of time during that moment. Yeah. And then I just felt like this warm embrace. Like I, that was it and I just felt it. And then like I started breathing and I really had this of like, 
this feeling of like, man, like, man, like you're alive. Yeah. Like you're in this position because of what you did. And my 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 shirt, everything I was like all snotty nosed, all mm-hmm. tears, and I went in the mirror because I would have to get ready for work. Like the crying was my workout. Like that was the work that I did that morning. And then I looked in the mirror and like, you know what I'm saying? Like I was like, oh, like you how could you think you could have done 30 push-ups? Like I was like looking in the mirror myself. I was like, how could anybody take you seriously? Look at what you do. Look at where you're at. And in that moment, like I just made a decision and it was to, you know, acknowledge God every day, acknowledge God for the change that he had for me. Because in that moment, like I did, I did not plan for my life to be this way. This was not where my life was going. I had no plans to do what we're doing, like in the financial business. I didn't know you. (laughs) I didn't know neither of y'all. And God was just putting everything in position, putting the pieces in position, putting other people in position that I would meet, that would change my life. And, you know, even all the lessons that I learned and even what ended up happening with my daughter after that, like everything, everything, everything was like, that was two years ago. That was two years and two weeks ago from today that that happened. And like at six months, I always look back at that moment and be like, that's when I met God. Yeah. And like in like 10 years, I'm going to have the same story of like, that's when I met God. That's when God changed my life. Mm-hmm. That's when I felt him. That's whenever the words made sense. And then after that, because of my knowledge that I had retained already from my mom making me go to church, making me study the Bible and making me memorize verses and songs and everything. Then everything made sense. Yeah. And I was able to, which like what you said was, implement at the speed of instruction you know what we talk about in our business but it's like i use that for the word so it's like i have this instruction book that kind of tells me like what to do i remember like whenever we were talking about how you know somebody broke down the bible and he was like it's look the bible is stories and it's there's two different kinds of stories the people that listened to what god told them to do and the people that did it and the people that didn't listen to what God did, here's what happened to them. Yeah. Jonah ended up in a whale. Like, you know, the, everything that happened. And then it's like, well, look at David. Like, have the spirit of David. Mm-hmm. You know, even like with all the Sleeping apostles. Sleeping in a lion's den. Mm-hmm. That was it. That's what he was told to do. Look at Joseph. Joseph had to abandon his whole family. That's what he has, his own, and it's like parables and stories from the Bible. It's like, well, what are my family going to think? It's like, if you read the book, like, look at what happened. Mm-hmm. He came back. One of the times it talks about abundance in the Bible was when they're talking about Joseph. He said that he had abundance that there wasn't enough grain in the sand to count for that abundance mm-hmm. that he received just by being obedient to God. And in that moment, it was leaving his family. Yeah, It was leaving. It was letting them struggle and to go do what God called him to do. And when he came back, that's the prodigal son. That's everything. So... Yeah, that's that's, so that's really whenever like God changed my life, and it's it's like all the plays were just getting set up. Like I truly do believe that like God knew we were gonna meet. That nothing is by coincidence. Yeah, you know, just like when, when I told you how I met Brandon, like my mentor, our mentor, like that's just how everything happened. Yeah. And whenever you're in alignment with what you're supposed to be doing, you're going where God tells you to go. You're having conversations. You're being who God called you to be. You've identified your natural gift and you're using it. Mm-hmm. 
if it's if it's speaking, if it's talking, if it's singing, if it's reading, if it's teaching, if it's leading, whatever it is, if you're doing that, like God's gonna find a way to say, like, hey, like, here you go, here you go. And that's kind of like from before how I was living my life, like I wondered why my life was so hard. It's so bad. And now I don't want life is not easy, <laughs> like it's still a struggle. Yeah. But I'm on a certain path that it's like I've kind of I do my best to like get out of my own way. Yeah. And like I, that phrase itself, like whenever I was drinking out down bad, I was crazy, wilding, like in the most extreme way possible. Like I would always have this thought of like, and, and I really do believe, cause like God don't leave us, like even in our darkest and deepest mm-hmm. moments, like he's still with us. Like in all my car accidents, he was there. Yeah. And in everything that I went through, you know, situations where things could have easily have went left. Like he was there protecting me. And like, I know it was my mom's prayers. I know it was my grandma's prayers. I know it was my tia's prayers. I know it was what they spoke on me as a little kid. And it was just like chances and chances but we know God and God doesn't continue to give you chances. Yes. And I, that's why like, I feel so grateful that I was able, it's so weird, it's so weird. I'm so grateful that like, I spent that time away from my daughter. I'm so grateful for everything that went bad. I'm so grateful because that was God trying to say like, you know, like when it says like, you know, like hit your knees, bow down and pray. And I truly believe if you don't do that, God will make you do that. Exactly. Like God will push your, God will push your physical body to the limit. Mm -hmm. And if you're so lucky that your life is, that you still have a life, he will make you acknowledge him. And in that moment, if you don't, when he throws the world at you, throws all the stones, he's cutting you, he's all this pressure, everything. Mm -hmm. If you don't, that's whenever you really start playing with your life. Yeah. Because if for if, for the people, like I felt like I was somebody that I knew because I grew up in church. Yeah. So like I felt like everything that I was doing was like almost like slapping God in the face. Like not caring about my life. Like not being graceful. Like not having a story of, man, like what does it say about children in the Bible? Like children are a gift. Like I didn't treat them as that. Like I, yeah. I love them. I did everything, but I wasn't treating myself in a way that respected God or respected my kids. And even even through my daughter being born and through everything, like I was still like, I'm gonna do what I wanna do. I'm gonna love all my kids, I'm gonna be with my kids. The second they leave with their moms, like literally the second I'm in the streets, the second I'm doing all this crazy stuff. And like being grateful in that moment, whenever like God took like all the shame, all the guilt, you know, I was like an imposter. I was like a fraud. And then he kind of took it away. And then I was able to just walk in what I needed to be doing. And in that moment, I feel like through all of that, like I gained some confidence yeah. because things started happening. I started meeting the right people. I started going the right places. I started doing the thing that I was known I was supposed to do. Like in every conversation, just talk about God. In every conversation, just talk about purpose. So I feel like even my life through the parables and the stories in the Bible, like my life is like, oh, that's the truth. Like, look at all the time that you rejected. Look at all the heartache. Look at all the times in jails. Look at all the people you hurt. Look at your mom and dad that loved you the most. That would, those are the people that you hurt the most. Mm -hmm. And look at the results I was getting with my life. And then once I got the chance, started following God, following my purpose, 
started only speaking life into myself, into my kids, into people that I love, into everybody around me. Like now the results come from that and then it doesn't become hard to like make decisions. Cause when you know, then you don't have to question yourself. Maybe I have to do better on like going harder and trying to do more, but like I'm not on the other freeway, going the opposite. Yeah. Like I'm still like running towards God. Like that's why like whenever we pray, it's like just give us the confidence to do everything that we didn't do today, the people we didn't talk to today. Mm -hmm. Like if you give us another life tomorrow, like I'm gonna do better tomorrow. Yeah, I love what you said about God being your strength and being your confidence and like you rejecting him led you to this path of like essentially death, right? Like you mm. had to die to your old self. Facts. Yeah. And <clears throat> I have a similar experience and I won't get too into it because I've talked about it in another podcast, but I that's one thing yeah, I learned I is that God is my strength. And going back to the big question that I always had is like, you know, why God? Why me? Why did I have to deal with all of this growing up God and the question was answered by me, God telling me it's because you rejected me for so long mm. so instead of the world being on my shoulders now it's on yours mm. yeah you know That's so and cool. that has been a similar experience in many of my experiences with other people it's like oh I'm always tired I'm everything goes bad in my life but are you following God because mm. right. like if you follow literally if you follow the ten commandments it's gonna be hard for you to struggle yeah like when you said that you were a fraud, so was I. I was <laughs> pretending to be the person that I want to be, that I am now. Mm, yeah. Fact, fact. And, but I wasn't, I wasn't showing up as her. Mm. I was just putting up the facade. And when you start showing up in the way that God wants you to show up, and when you are truthful, when you don't lie to your neighbor, when you don't want the things that other people have, but you work hard for the things mm. that you have, yeah. rather than literally being fake about it, you will be prosperous. Mm. But if you go in a different direction, you let the enemy lead you. And then again, you end up on your hands and knees crying Facts. in the fetal position because God's like, you got to die to yourself. You mm. didn't crucify the flesh and now we're here. Yeah. You didn't, so you didn't renew your mind. Exactly. You didn't, you know, get saved. You didn't acknowledge me as your Lord yeah. and Savior. Like it's literally all like stuff from the Bible. Yeah. Literally everything. And like God will show you, like he will literally, he's so good. Sometimes we're like, oh, I have fake friends. I have bad relationships. God is showing you that these <laughs> people are not good for you and yes. you are not being obedient. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's why when you start being obedient, and that's why it's important to know the word, you know, it's so important, you encounter biblical friendships as we are gathered today. Like, I think that is so beautiful because I wouldn't have met both of you if I didn't step into my obedience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's so true because, like, I love how he says, you know, God, I didn't find God, he found me. Period. And that is so, so true. Like, yeah. he will find you in your darkest moments because and I tell the girls in the group this all the time is like his posture never moves mm. we move mm. so when you feel like God I can't hear you God I can't see you God where are you what did what did we do what is our flesh doing like what am I doing that's pulling me away from him right now is it a job is it a man mm. is it my friend group am I idolizing money am I idolizing myself like his position is right here like he he literally never moves and so I think like it's just so crazy that you say that because that's legit what he does, but he's always there and mm. he's always just waiting for us to call upon him, yeah. waiting for us to reach out, waiting for us to say, I'm tired of living this way. I'm tired of being broken. And it's like you said, um, I think it's super important. It's like there's, there's friendships and relationships that we wouldn't have had if we were still our old selves. Right. You know what I mean? Like 
I wouldn't have the whole reason why I was like, oh my gosh, like I want Mitchie for this or for my conference is because I would see you and I didn't know, I didn't know her FYI. <laughs> um, I would see you on Instagram and I know you tagged like LGG in one of your reels and I was like, okay, this girl, like she's super on fire for the Lord. And I would just see your stories all the time. And I'm like, no, like she's genuine and she's passionate. And like what we are called to do is to share that light. And you were like the ultimate example of doing that because what good are we if we have this knowledge of what he's done for us and we keep it behind ourselves mm -hmm. and it's actually in scripture where he says you don't get a lamp and put it under your bed yeah. you don't get a lamp and put it away you get a lamp so that you can light your room yeah. and we are called to be those lamps we are called to be that light we are called to shine in the darkest days for anyone and we're not supposed to be ashamed it doesn't matter if you know all the scripture it doesn't matter if you talk to someone and they're like you know i'm struggling and you're like oh my gosh like what does the bible say about struggling tell them who god is tell them how god met you when you were struggling tell them how god brought you out of your struggle it doesn't matter if you back it with scripture you can send it to them later but yeah. like tell them the truth the testimonial truth and like that is the biggest thing i think is like just you truly if you were gonna follow god you have to change your playground and you have to change your playmates and if you don't want to do it just like brian said god will do it for you but when he does you better be ready because it's really gonna hurt your feelings and it's gonna cut deep it's very humbling it's oh my so goodness. humbling it's yeah yeah and 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 the, the i feel like the most humbling thing and one of the things that happened to me is like um you know, I I really do like speak and whenever I like I, I talk to people that are having problems or struggling or, or maybe it's substance abuse or maybe it's drinking, maybe it's people that I've encountered, you know, through my time being sober, you know, choosing to be sober, choosing to live for my life, live for God, live for my kids. One of the things that I often um, run into people whenever I tell them, and it doesn't have to be about addiction. It doesn't have to be about drinking, but I feel that there's like an addiction aspect to like being in a bad relationship. There's an addiction aspect to like, mm -hmm. why is somebody like running back to somebody who's like abusive, right? Mm -hmm. And it's it's a lot of uh, trauma unfolding. You know, it's a lot of trauma bonding and to, to break that cycle. And, and that's why like, uh, like patterns of behavior, mm -hmm. like, like how you addicted to like somebody hitting you in the face, like how you addicted to like being verbally abused, like how, why? And I always, I, I tell people, I'm like, it's God. Yeah. It is God. And I only have one example for that. It's because God took that addiction away from me. It was no other, like I didn't do it. The only thing that I did was ask God for help. Right. The only thing that I did was like, I know I've been wrong. I know I've rejected you. And like, whenever I was crying, like, I mean, I was praying because yeah. I was talking to God. I was literally like on my knees and my hands, like crying. And like, I was like, I need you. I And like, I, it was just the voice. And it's not even like I heard God, like he was talking. No, it's literally, he was like in the word, in the, in the word, in the word. It's like, I'm always there with you. Mm -hmm. And like, that's all the stories in the Bible. Just like whenever mm -hmm. Jonah was in the well, like I was with you. Whenever yeah. the lion's dead, like he's like, I'm with you. And I truly feel that like in that moment, just like how you said, like his posture doesn't change, our posture changes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what do you think got you through everything? He's yeah. like, why do you think I allowed you to have kids? Like, why do you think I've allowed, like, the 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 the, peer, the the spirit and the peace and the understanding 
that he gave my parents, my mom and dad, and everything they went through to even have to deal with me yeah. for like 15 years. Like that was a lot. Yeah. Like the constantly calling my mom from jail, constantly like screwing up, constantly having to be like I'm having a kid. And then it, it happens again. It's like, what's the plan? I don't know. What are you doing? I don't know. I'm about to go drink. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm almost not even acknowledging this, like, pregnancy. Like, I'm just going to wait. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it was yeah. such wrong. And, like, that was God. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm talking to people about, like, addiction and drinking. And, it's and you know, it's something that I feel like we all do. But it's like, yeah. where's, where's God in this? Because you're trying to do this. You're trying to stop drinking. You're trying to make this relationship work. You're trying to further your success in your career. You're trying to make more money. You, 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 you. I, I, where is God in that, right? And and for me, like my personal experience, whether if it was like addiction, my thoughts, my behaviors, my patterns, it's like I kind of just gave it to God. You know what I'm saying? And then what the reason why we met and the finance jersey journey that we're on and like meeting my mentor, Brandon, like it was legit just going out on the faith, going out on faith and believing in God. I was like, whenever I got fired from my job, I was like, God, I, I, I started just digging because I have to don't I don't practice what I preach. I preach what I practice. Yeah. So if I truly tell somebody in the midst of struggle, look towards God. In the midst of discomfort and questions, like look towards God. So like whenever I got fired from my job, what did I start getting into? Abundance. What did I start getting into? Prosperity. What did I start believing? What did I start having faith in was even possible? And it's it's kind of what we started with, like have the scriptures like written on your heart. Like for me, they're tattooed on my heart. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's like yeah. No, <laughs> no, literally, I got literally, the heart with the, there. I got the. I literally have the scripture with the heart I, tattoo. We're gonna paint that And and uh, like I, I really do mean that. So like, if if I'm gonna be, and this is what I feel for like us three, because this is the us three in the room. But for like anybody who's listening, and you have to truly walk by faith and not by sight. And you have to truly be a believer in God because if if people are coming to you for help, like your your life has to be a representation of what God does. And I truly, one of the things that I said earlier about being a fraud was that like I used to talk to people about God. Like I, I'm telling you, there was this thing in me from, I grew up in church, like baby, like I was in the plays, like right. I sung on stage, like I dressed up, like my mom would do the choreography, like. So there was something in me, and the, one of the biggest reasons I felt like a fraud is because like I would talk to people about God. Literally, while I'm on drugs, I'll talk to people about God whenever I was drunk. I'll talk, and they'd be like, "Dang, that's, you're not, you're not even practicing what you're preaching. You're not mm-hmm. preaching what you're practicing." The moment I put all my vices away, put God first, saw all the changes He made in my life, changed my playground, changed my playmates, you know, the idle mind. Is the devil's playground. I kept myself busy. And two years ago, where we're at now, it's like, oh, like, it was literally just all God. For everything that I have in my life right now that I'm so grateful for, like, it was God. For everything that I don't have in my life right now, grateful for, because I know that that was God. And I think that that kind of goes back to y'all's confidence. That's what I was going to say. Like, it all kind of just leads to, like, his love never fails. So, if we're looking for what an example is, what love is, it's the purest love is God. It's the pureness, it's the peace. I know 
two months ago, someone asked me via text. I was like, am I in a therapist session? But someone texted me out of the blue and was like, what is love to you? And I had to really think about it because I had to think of like the past me thought that love was like toxicity. Love mm. was like, you know, oh, someone could chaos. be so mean. Yeah, chaos. Like someone could be so mean to you, but oh, if they stay, if they're that's mean to love. you, they like you. Yeah, because yeah. we're taught as little girls, like, oh, they push you on the playground, they have a crush yeah, on you. I'm so toxic. And you know, we've been toxic. <laughs> they're popping your bra strap. He, he, he just has a crush yeah, on you. Yeah, you know, oh throwing God. paper through a straw in class. Like, so we were taught at such a young age that chaos was love and we were talking about this the other day about um how you should find someone who makes you feel like they're your fireplace and not the fireworks because mm. fireworks is the chaos fireworks is that toxic adrenaline it's but dangerous too fireworks Ooh, is dangerous it'll burn you it's yeah. heated and if you're not too careful yeah it'll burn you mm. but if you find someone who's your fireplace who makes you feel safe who makes you feel whole who makes you feel makes just you feel calm. Calm. that's crazy because a firework is also like instant gratification it's like quick done let's go and then a fireplace is like just on fire that is yeah and but like fireworks on. burn out like that yeah, fire like, just pew, 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 we're done all right let's mm. go it's like what? And, and that's god's love like that's relationship love um and i remember texting back and i said you know i have no other answer than just responding that god is that's all I know love to be. Love is patient. Love is kind. So now I know if love someone's... Love is unforgiving. I mean, love is forgiving. Forgi like, yeah. love doesn't remember your past. Like, yeah. like that's it's literally what it says in the Bible. Yeah. So that's all I know love to be is if you're being patient with me, I'm like, okay, that's an act of love. If you're forgiving me, that's an act of love. Yeah. You know, if you're not boasting, if we're not prideful, if we're not keeping tabs, keeping score, we're not we're not on going to war with each other or going to war at each other, we're going to war with each other. And mm -hmm. so um, that's kind of why I, I wanted the conference to be the love that never fails because there is a twisted idea of love that is not real and it doesn't exist and the world's taught us that it exists. Yeah. But if you go back to the only thing that's never going to run out, which is God and Jesus, is like the Bible tells you what love is. And if you let him into your heart, he'll come inside of you and let you feel what love is. And so I think that that's why we want to touch on it on the conference and even we were saying you know if there's people who are in a relationship where you feel like maybe this isn't the relationship god's calling me to be in or you just always feel chaotic or you always just feel uneasy around that person um just going back to who god really is and if, it, if it's not that word for word sister yeah. it'll fail yeah and sometimes it's not only your partner it could also be ourselves that mm. is not walking in this path biblically yeah. we are the ones like i had to look back and i was like i used to be the problem yeah. <laughs> like i was yeah. the problem like now i understand why this man did not want to be with me because i was the problem i was toxica yeah. okay yeah. me too so me three me too <laughs> yeah and accountability like when you get comfortable in how god loves you you don't feel judged and it's easier to hold yourself accountable and be like, okay, I actually was the problem. And I don't yeah. feel any shame because God doesn't want you to feel shame. No. He just wants you to let that past version of you go and then start fresh today. Yeah. And you don't need, you know, a month to start fresh. You can start fresh and get on your knees. Like Brian said, you, you could be in the gym. You could be in your home. You could be in your living room. You could be 
anywhere and God will meet you right there. He literally will. He met me when I was, I, I, I did something similar than Brian. Like I wasn't, and I'm gonna keep it short. Um, because we're actually running out of time. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we are. Like, it's going to cut us off at 60 minutes. And we're oh, at 47. Perfect. perfect. But we'll I was in this situationship, which that's already a red flag <laughs> in itself. And I was like, this is actually not what I want. Like, I already started feeling God tugging at my heart. And I ended up confronting this man. And I was like, you know what? Like, if he hurts me, that's because that he was going to hurt me anyway. Like, mm -hmm. I just didn't want to confront it because I was afraid to be in discomfort. So I confronted him and he just didn't want anything serious. And I felt so heartbroken because I questioned my worth. Mm -hmm. And I remember bawling my eyes out, crying out to God. And I was like, why God? Why am I never chosen? And like, I don't know if y'all have seen La Rosa de Guadalupe. Mm -hmm. It's like this like Mexican novella. <laughs> and like when people, and, and it's like, real life stories but it's like the goodness of god mm. right. whenever like they encounter god after a hardship they feel like this breeze and like a rose appears right? oh like you see it yeah, yeah oh in the show <laughs> and so and that's kind of how i felt like i literally felt something evaporate into me and i also feel like that is the day that god pursued me mm. he was like i got you like this you're on your hands and knees how i wanted you because you didn't humble yourself mm. right so it's a love that just never never fails like he was there before but he's a gentleman you know he's knocking at your door and if you don't want to open it mm -hmm. he's gonna just watch from the outside but mm -hmm. he's got you and sometimes even in your hardships you know he he's got you he's got you and not just even in love like if you do not put god in every single thing you do it will fail period mm -hmm. if you do not put god in control of your finances, in control of your career, in control of your friendships, in control of every move you make. If you are not praying before you move, if you are not praying before every room you walk in, if you are not praying before entering a relationship, a new friendship, that new business, like if you are not putting God first, it will fail point blank period, no matter what, just not in love, in life. And it may, and it may not even fail in the sense of like, it won't work out because because it's not aligned with God. The failure may be the feeling that you feel at your job every week, mm -hmm. right? Right, and then that's whenever you get into like, well, what are you loyal to? Right. Right, and then, you know, like somebody would say, oh, I'm loyal to God and I love God, but it's like, you're on you're on a, a weekly mental breakdown at work. Right. They're degrading you. They're, look, at, look at what the God says about you and look at what this job, this corporation is saying about you. Right. And then if you really get into the truth about jobs and corporations, it's like, they don't care about you. They don't, you're literally just a number. Right. And they don't bend, if, if you're lucky enough to have a job that does bend the rules and help you out, that's great. That's really good. There are businesses and companies that look out for their people. Right. But what did you say the other week, Victoria? You're like, oh, if, that raise. If that raise didn't come from, if that raise didn't come from peace, it didn't come from God. Or no, if that raise didn't come with peace. Yeah. Yeah. Then it didn't then come it's from, not from God. God. So it's like even there's there's nothing wrong with working and having a career and going to school and doing something you love. But when you really get, you know, when you hold yourself accountable for the feelings that you're feeling, the feelings that you're allowing people to like make you feel on a constant basis under the guidelines of this is the policy. Right. And then, you know, somebody's saying all these things about their job and it's like, well, dang, that sounds disrespectful. Yeah. That sounds like they're making you feel worth, worth, you know, worthless, like less than. And it's like, that's where kind of what you were saying. Like, if God's in there, like you would love your job. Mm -hmm. 
Right. I like even further more, like there's like another step where it's like, if God is really there, like your job would serve your purpose. If God was there, like you would be using the gift that God gave you and the purpose and the reason why you're on this earth, mm -hmm. the reason why God allowed all the negative stuff to happen to you. Yeah. Like you would be using that in your purpose. And I feel that that's why a lot of people feel lost and confused because Monday through Friday, when they're clocked in, they're clocked in at work and then they're clocked out with God. And it's, there's two different, there's two different areas in their life. And you know, if somebody like myself, where I've said something to somebody and I'm like, oh, but you're just not holding yourself accountable for what you say that you believe. Yeah. Because, you know, being an example of God's light, I think all of us have had this example of like, I believe in myself so much and I have this confidence. Like where, how, why? Confidence. Godfidence. We you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's, it's like it came from him. It's like because I know I'm not, if I really, really think about it, I know I'm not deserving. I came from nothing. I had nothing. I have two kids. I had spent my whole 20s messing up. And it almost was my whole thirties. Yeah. And it was and it was like high school, it was everything. If I really think about it, I am not deserving of the life that I have. I'm not deserving for the love that I get from my children. I'm not deserving for how I've treated them in the past, for them to like love on like I'm undeserving of that. Like I am. Yeah. But God doesn't say that I am. God says that like I gave you this. I allowed those things to happen to you. And I think that all of us have had moments where like you you need people like this. You need people that are aligned with you in the word, in God, that are doing their best because nobody's perfect. But if you're aligning yourself with friendships, relationships, business partners, anything, who your friends hang out with, their parents, like yeah. all of these things, if you're really truly aligning them with God, kind of the things that we've talked about, yeah. where it's like, you need that person yeah. because you can be there for somebody. But what happens whenever you're on the scene crying? You know what I'm saying? What happens whenever you're there and you're lost and you're so conflicted and your 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 human brain is taking over, your thoughts are taking over, the devil's creeping in there. Like it literally takes that person just to sit there, sitting in the sink, <laughs> sitting in the sink while you're on the counter, and they're like speaking life into you, and like you can truly look back and say. Well, if it wasn't for you, if it wasn't for God, if it wasn't for God allowing you, allowing God to change your life. Like in that moment, who knows what happens? Yeah. You know, maybe individually, if we all have those moments with people that are aligned with God, it's like mm -hmm. in that moment, maybe you spaz out. Yeah. In that moment, you make a decision that is a super regrettable decision. In that moment, you say something that the ramifications carry on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it really, truly takes somebody to like love you enough to like, to that loves God enough to look you in the eyes and say like sitting in the sink sitting in the sink, yeah. Yeah. Sitting in the sink with their feet in the sink just telling you like and I never had nothing more powerful than like what you did with me whenever you told me you were like pray about it like what are you doing like you, you were like you've given every aspect of your life to God but like in the most precious aspect of your life with your kids why are you forcing yourself to go through it? I remember sitting there and like, while you were talking, I don't know what we can say, but I'm gonna say it. And um, I just felt like God was like, ask him to pray. Like that mm -hmm. is the one thing he has not done. 
Mm. And you were just sitting there talking about it all. And, you know, and you are a great father and you are someone who like stands so strong and you're confident and you have so much favor over your life. And I think that now that you're walking in the fullness of God, like, you know, the favor that you have mm -hmm. on your life. Um, but you know, it was like that you were just kind of saying over and over. And I just looked at you and I said, but when's the last time you prayed about it? Mm -hmm. And you were like, I have it. And I was like, that's it, you know, because there was a part, I feel like there was a part of you that still felt like, um, like you were saying, we're undeserving, you know, God's love, like we can't earn it, mm -hmm. but we can also never lose it. Right. And so it's like just so powerful to remember that in those times, like that is the ultimate definition of love. Amen. I was actually going to end with that. I was going to say God's grace is literally that like we are, we are undeserving of his love, but he gives it to us anyway. And it's, and that's why he died on the cross. And like, it will not <laughs> you know change. Like, and so yeah. we invite you all to come to our conference and February 11th, 1 yeah. p.m. The doors open at noon. Come in. We're going to have some sparkling cider. We're going to have treats, not food, yeah, treats. treats. <laughs> um, photo, a photo drop or a backdrop. Um, Mitchie's going to be there, our guest speaker. We're so excited. Um, but we're going to have worship. We'll have a worship team. We're actually going to have the word. And then we're also going to have a prayer. So kind of like you guys said at the beginning, you know, sometimes church is so scary or people have church hurt. So this is a place where you can literally just come as you are. Um, there's no... There's no like weight on it. It's not uncomfortable. There's so many women that we've been inviting that are like, I need something mm -hmm. like this. And don't feel like if you're coming alone, we have so many women that are coming alone Bring too. A Bring a friend or you'll meet your bestie there. Like mm -hmm. best believe when God's in the room, like he moves and he's going to move that night in ways that I can't even explain. There are so many people praying over this conference that like, and it's not for us that they're praying for this movement of God to just move in your life. So. Yeah, I'm excited for someone, even if it's just one person, to experience the love that we already feel from God. Right. And I'm excited for them to accept that love. And I pray over them. I pray that they find, they allow God to find them yeah. at this conference because it is the love that never fails. Mm. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you, Brian, for joining. For sure. And I will talk to y'all next time. Bye, guys. Bye.